Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the CDs Nuts Podcast, a podcast where we're nuts about CDs, vinyl records, cassette tapes, og vorbis. If it's music, we love it. My name is Eric, and today joining me as always is Holder of the Third Seal and he who will bring about the calling. Ian McKinnon. The time is nigh. <laughs> See, this is why I hired you is for your excellent um, yes and skills. Oh, you repartee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I heard that repartee is good on crackers. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bigger fan of no butt. <laughs> Isn't that a TLC song? No, I don't want no butt. <laughs> yeah, no butt, and then, and then everybody boos the stage. That's pretty good. Ian, I, I want to ask you a question. God, um, I'm so good at improv. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the spookiest time of the season? Uh, uh, well, you know, um, (laughs) I think the spookiest time of season is when everybody starts dying. That, that is pretty spooky. Um, the season, the season of life. Yes. What are we talking about? When is spooky season? Yeah. Well, spooky season, as you know, is Halloween, but you know, it's even scarier than that. Re-recording. a podcast no, yeah. no, what's like almost is, a month later <laughs> what's scary is when you actually do a halloween episode yeah and then one of your hosts um i'm not gonna point any fingers no uh because if i point one i've got the rest of them pointing back at myself mm, uh but yeah. somebody didn't export all the audio of their side of the podcast and it was me sorry guys well, the good news is, is that, you know, hold on, let me check my recording stuff here. Yeah, we're looking good. So the good news is we 
get to do it all over again and act totally natural. So, you know, uh, to be to be fair, it was so long ago that I will be genuinely surprised by some of this again. I'm also going to be surprised because I haven't looked at my notes since we did the last episode. So this is going to be it's going to be fun for everybody. And what I wanted to talk about today, a couple of weeks ago, is um, <laughs> some some spooky albums. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. We're going to talk about a. This guy is a meme machine. OK, and hold on. Is he dead? <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start that over. <clears throat> All right, so who I want to talk about today is a certified meme machine. Now, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, so he doesn't get to experience what has become of his work. But I want to talk today about Andrew Gold. Hmm. Now, in case you don't know... The thing that I would say a lot of people know Andrew Gold's work from is the song Spooky Scary Skeletons. <laughs> what a great name for a song. It's it's a great, great name for a song. And it's from the album Halloween Howls. And that's a little bit... I, I don't really want to talk about the album too much, although I do enjoy it. What I want to talk about is Andrew Gold and how he's actually so much more than this meme that everyone knows. I guess I don't know the meme. What is the meme? So, well, you've heard the song, right? Spooky, scary skeletons. Have you not heard that? You know, I don't think I have. Wow. Okay, well. Did we talk about this last time? How did I not catch on this? I, I may have I may have like just tossed it in to like all of the other information, but it's it's one of the memes that's out there as memes are. Uh, it's the song "Spooky Scary Skeletons," and it's often paired with a video of a guy uh, dancing in like a black leotard with a pumpkin head. Oh, and that okay, okay, okay. You've probably you've probably seen it and just not realized it, but people out there definitely know the song Spooky Scary Skeletons. That's from the album Halloween Howl, like I said. There's so much more to this guy than this one song, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. So first off, the guy's name is Andrew Gold. He's a multi-instrumentalist, and he released his first single at the age of 16, all the way back in 1967, I believe it was. So, so this guy was writing like full songs, playing all the instruments by a very early age. And he was part of a group called Brindle throughout the 1970s. They were on and off all the way up until the 90s. He actually did something that I think a lot of people will also know that is to to me I learned this while doing the um the the research for this he wrote the theme song for the golden girls oh hey nice uh you know thank you for being a friend yeah thank you for being a friend yeah 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 he wrote that song that was actually a a hit for him in 1978 and then it was later used for um, the show. Interesting little thing I, I found out about that is the uh, the person who covered that song, who sings it, that's like her only singing credit. Really? Oh, Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I tried to find more information about the person who did the cover of that song, but there's nothing out there. Uh, there's got to so, be a yeah, metal this... cover of that song, right? 
No, the Golden oh, Girls. Oh, I'm theme sure song. there sure there is. Oh yeah. If not, we'll we'll take care of that. <laughs> so this guy has had you know, besides those two main things, he's written songs for Cher, Celine Dion, Trisha Yearwood. Um he uh there's actually a, a lady named Linda Ronstadt, who I'll I'll admit I don't know her uh her music, but Gold played basically all the instruments on a bunch of her songs and this guy is just like all over the place in like the 70s he was kind of playing guitar for everybody and uh piano and just all over the place but kind of in the background with a you know a few notable exceptions (laughs) so in 1996 he released uh halloween howls which is the the album i was kind of talking about now and the thing that the thing that really so I'll be the first one to admit this is a children's album, okay? It's cute little spooky songs about witches and you know, it's got a cover of the Monster Mash, but the thing that makes me like this album so much is that it is Andrew Gold from top to bottom. He's played all the instruments, he sings all the parts, he you know, probably mixed and mastered it. Like everything on this goofy little album is his and it should be just a silly little kid's album, but it's, it's honestly like really great when you think about this all came from one guy. And, and I, and that's something that I appreciate, you know, is when people are, especially nowadays when, you know, it's so easy for people to kind of produce music by themselves. This was in a time where it was much more hands-on, you know, Right, for sure. And yeah, everything's more analog and like the time you had to put into it was very different than the time you got to put into things now. Right. And this this wasn't like, you know, I, I, I call it a cute little kids albums, but like these are like full on songs, like three and a half minutes, four minutes of, you know, original songs, uh, you know, with the exception of the few uh, covers, which were, let's see, we've got Monster Mash, The Addams Family and Ghostbusters are all covered on this album. Bustin' makes me feel good. That oh, oh boy, that's yeah. <laughs> that I've heard. Um so anyways, that's Andrew Gold. He's, you know, just a a fun little spooky album for the family. Um you're probably not going to put this in your car on like heavy rotation, but it's worth checking out if you want to hear some fun music made by one guy so how did you come across this song uh so actually that's that's kind of a, a funny roundabout way that i came to the song so i have had well let me ask you this is there a song that you remember from your childhood but you can't find it um you know i can never find the uh especially when it comes to spooky songs i can never find the original version that i heard of uh there was an old woman um with all skin and bones okay i can can find versions of it on spotify but none of them are the one that i had on this tape when i was a kid that actually used to like scare the shit out of me it was a terrifying (laughs) song just the way it was done was very atmospheric at least i remember it being atmospheric i was also like maybe six or seven so who knows if it was actually creepy or at all the song itself is very creepy, and I, I can't believe that, that it was on a kid's album. But but yes, I know <laughs> right. what you're talking about. I've never been able to find that version of it. I, there are versions on Spotify, and I'm pretty sure I've already added it to our um, 
CD Spot's playlist on Spotify. Check that out if you get a chance. The link is in the description. Nice little segue there. But um, so, yeah, so the way I came to this song is I had heard it years ago, probably sometime around the release of it. And all I could remember was the very beginning of it, which is like a xylophone sort of number, right? <clears throat> okay. And makes makes sense. Skeleton, xylophone, that's kind of the, the thing. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a. Exactly. They're playing so, on their ribs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I, I I had looked for that song for years and years and years and years and I I couldn't um I couldn't find it because, you know, how do you look up like Halloween xylophone song? There's actually like a thousand of them, right? Yeah, I would imagine. And it's and and so for for some reason I couldn't find this song until one day I was watching a JonTron video. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, I'm unfamiliar. Okay, well, if you like video games and you like, you know, YouTube, you'll like you'll like this. Check it out. Uh, but I was watching a JonTron video and that song came on and I was like, that's the song. And so from there, I was able to um, actually kind of reverse engineer and find what that song was. But that song in itself is not that or that story in itself is not that interesting. What is interesting is my other mystery song from my childhood that I couldn't find. Oh, shit. Because are you ready for this? I'm I hold on. Wait, I, I don't want you to be. I don't want I mean, you to be spooked. I'm holding on to stuff. Okay, go ahead. It's also a skeleton-based song. No way. <laughs> for real. I, I, I don't know how to explain how this happened, but for like 20 plus years, I've been looking for these two skeleton-based songs. For some reason, these are like the two songs that have eluded me. And I finally found the other one, in case you're curious, it is the theme song to the Mr. Bones video game. Mr. Bones video game. Is that Nintendo? Sega Saturn, maybe? Oh, boy. I don't... So so here's what happened. I think you probably remember there was, like, Fox Kids in the afternoon or all these, like, little programming blocks for uh -huh. cartoons. Yeah, uh yeah. -huh. Uh -huh. I'm watching it one day, and it's, like, Thundercats or something like that. And then this music video comes on for a, a skeleton, and his name is Mr. Bones. And... And I thought it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And then it was it was just a full music video. It didn't say it was for a video game or anything. It was just on. It played during the programming block for these cartoons. And then it was gone. And I've I looked Whoa. for that for I don't I, I don't want to lie and give you like the wrong timeline here, but I feel like I looked for that for like 30 years until I finally employed my sister. She was able to hunt it down for me. But it's some stupid Sega Saturn video. I didn't even have a Sega Saturn. So, you know, that's my spooky story about skeleton music. Yeah. It's funny you bring up that Mr. Bones <laughs> thing. And like, I, I it, what, it took me probably, I, I would think about this cartoon on and off for like, Oof, maybe 20 years. Um, but I didn't know what it was called. And I would like look for like, all I could remember was just certain imagery in it. And I couldn't yeah. quite, I just remember that I used to rent it all the time when I was really little. And um, I just could not for the life of me figure it out. And so one day I asked my dad, I'm like, man, man my dad's not going to remember. But he he knows exactly <laughs> what it was because he rented it for me originally. And he watched it with me uh -huh. all the time. And it was Harry Nielsen's The Point. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. Um, 
I don't even I know that I've heard the, about it. I want to say all the songs were done by George Harrison, but yeah, it's it's just about this like uh, the album is like me and my arrow, and it's just about this kid and he's got a pointy hat and he's got a dog named Arrow, <laughs> and and it's I I can't remember what the hell the show's about or the movie's about, yeah. but I used to I just I have all these images in my brain of this really old cartoon and uh yeah so i mean i know what you're talking about when it comes to those like those things that just like stick in your mind it's like oh what was that but like i still like just out of context clues i would just like shout into the the void of the internet looking for it and i could not find it but (laughs) no once i once i found it i i realized my dad actually owns the vinyl so now i have the vinyl oh nice awesome (laughs) yeah it's a good it's a, it's a it's a nice little soundtrack. Yeah, the point, it's a cartoon. Now, I want to I want us to get more emails, so I'm going to say something here just to drum up some business, but you when you say George Harrison, is that of Pink Floyd fame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh Pink Floyd yeah. or um <laughs> I think he used to jam with um uh Paul McCartney of Wings. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I think I heard something. He might have you done know, something. Yeah, like you remember "Live and Let Die" and how that was um, that was that guy's best song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about cartoons, which is like a weird direction we took there. You've got a spooky album that I know you hold near and dear to your heart. We've talked about it before, but I want you to tell me about it now at some at some length. Uh, and, and here is what that sounds like. Okay. So it's not really necessarily (laughs) a spooky album per se, but it is an album that I would pull up once every, every so often. And it's only on YouTube unless you buy like a physical copy of the album. Uh, it's not on any streaming services. Um, you can't listen to it on Spotify or, or anything else. Uh, and it's the Teen Wolf motion picture soundtrack and yes. all of the songs were written by a mr miles goodman who's done a lot of soundtracks uh throughout the okay. years throughout the decades the way he did it is he wrote all the songs for the and and, and it's the songs are like radio hits so it's not just like a um an original score which there are two tracks on there that are from the score but everything mm-hmm. on there was a um like it, it, it's something that could have easily played on the radio in the 80s and i don't think any of them were hits except for one of them okay which um which was shooting for the moon and amy holland is the one singing on it and um i don't know it's it's the least interesting song on the uh, soundtrack <laughs> it's it's literally it's the one that plays uh over the ending credits so let me ask you ask you this the um uh, th- this is something i wanted to ask you last time and it just slipped my mind did this did this guy ever write anything for the radio or was he strictly in the realm of like movie scores and soundtracks? You know, I don't think, I mean, it's possible he wrote something that, you know, like, um, like Axel F did the, um, you know, the theme song to, um, Beverly Hills cop and everybody knows that song. And that Mm -hmm. song actually ended up on the radio. So, I mean, it does happen. I, I don't know necessarily if he, was in a band at one point and wrote for radio. I all, all I know of his work is just like on IMDb is through movies. Um, gotcha, but this gotcha. one has, is the most like like the first song is is um 
Flesh on Fire that's on the on the album, and I'm pretty sure that one came out a year or two, or this this album came out like a year or two after Journey did Separate Ways, because it's very, mm-hmm. very what's the word I'm looking for? It it's it pulls from it quite heavily, like a similar um, kind of vibe. Yeah, it definitely it's very derivative of that song, but um, it's performed by this guy in James House who freaking nails the vocals. It's 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 an incredible song. And then he wrote this one called Big Big Bad Wolf that has um like a dude on a vocoder doing this like crazy yeah. robotic Big Bad Wolf voice throughout it and it's really <laughs> nice. cool. And that's a song I've like I've tried to find like maybe somebody's got tabs on it cuz I've always wanted to like cover it. Mm, but yeah. of course tabs don't exist because that that's not a real band. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's performed right. performed by the Wolf Sisters. And now there is a band named the Wolf Sisters, but it's a different band named the Wolf Sisters. And there is a song out there by, uh, I think, Wolf Sisters called Big Bad Wolf, and it's a completely different song. So I'm, it's real confusing, guys. Um, <laughs> so I've had to like kind of listen to it and figure it out on my own. But the worst part is, uh, is I want to know all the things the guy in the vocoder is saying. Uh, if I ever mm. wanted to cover it, but I can't because there are no lyrics online. Genius.com is not helping you out? No, nobody's helping me out, man. Wow. Um, okay. Win in the end is is a uh, it's performed by Mark Safan. Now all these uh, musicians are probably people who have gone on to make hits or in other bands, but the guy who wrote yeah. them is Miles Goodman. He he wrote all these songs and produced them all. He just got other people to I guess sing on them. But uh, when in the guys end, and stuff. Yeah, when in the end is very much a um, a montage of like. You know, the good guys are literally win in the end. It's it's pretty obvious what the song's <laughs> about. But that one's really good. Of course, Shooting for the Moon is the the soft one by uh, uh, Amy Holland. Uh, of course, um, the only song in the whole album that isn't performed or written by Miles Goodman is uh, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. And that's when he's mm. doing backflips on Styles' van, of course. Oh, yeah. I, I, see, I haven't, believe it or not, I haven't even seen this movie, and I know the scene you're talking about because it's iconic, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I um I grew up watching two movies back-to-back. Uh, they were all in the same VHS tape that my dad recorded from TV, and it was Back to the Future and Teen <laughs> Wolf. So naturally, Michael J. Nice. Fox is my favorite actor of all time. And, I, and of course, I have both soundtracks. I had to have them. The Teen Wolf one was very hard to get. Uh, in fact, the one I, we, the version I have, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's a German pressing. Yeah, no, I uh, we, we, we have talked about that. I think I told you last time uh, you had mentioned you wanted this album, and I'd try to do some legwork to like find it for you, and it does not come cheap. It was, it's, I don't know if it's just like it wasn't it's, printed it's a, a lot, or? I think they did one pressing uh in 1985 and then never again <clears throat> oh wow. and I, okay. I, i'm i don't know if it's a contractually obligated thing like I, that's probably the reason you don't see uh any of these songs on spotify or anything I, I know that a lot of times it's tied up in like you know productions or you know the, the movie company doesn't want to release the songs or the streaming rights i'm sure there was some contractual thing that that's why they you can't find me. You can listen to the album on YouTube. Somebody uploaded it, and that's right. kind of how I was listening to it for years up until I was able to buy the vinyl. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're talking about with that. I uh, My wife had told me about an album she listened to as a kid called Mouser Size. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly the one you're talking about, and I saw you post that you had it. 
Yes, I, I do have it now, but the only way I was able to find it in like any kind of good condition was I had to get a Japanese pressing of it because oh. uh, I I have to assume that all the American pressings that were sold just got destroyed by kids, you know, so. Right? No, no. When when you posted it, man, I had like a super nostalgic like <laughs> flashback of um, – there was a time that I went to uh, like a like a church camp thing when I was real yeah. little, like maybe like again like five or six, and they put that record on, and I would just like nice. in in, be- in between like doing the actual because we would do the mouse exercises. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with the that, whole book. <laughs> I, yeah, but after that, I would just like sit and just like look at the album cover. So yeah, seeing you post that was like. That was wonderful for me. So I can imagine she loves it. I'll I'll have to put up a couple of uh, Mouser Size songs on the uh, Spotify playlist. Uh, oh, Get the money yeah. is a particular particular uh, good one there. Get the money. Get the money. Do you got anything else about um, Teen Wolf? Uh, no, not necessarily about Teen Wolf. The um, I will tell you that the song Transformation has always been in my mind. You know, like, do you ever have, like, the soundtrack to your life playing in the back of your head at times? Sure. I was going to say it's a lot of, I was going to say it's a lot of bagpipes and. Oh, shit. I, like <laughs> Dune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a lot of, like, you know, like the scary women in the background, like. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's two songs that I'll have playing in the back of my mind when I'm doing something arduous, like or like going for a run or something. Not as an adult, but as a kid, the two songs that would play mm-hmm. in my back of my mind were um, it was the song from the the Sandlot when Benny's running from the Beast. Oh yeah. It's it's not the uh, not Wipeout. It's whatever original score plays after that part. And I don't know what it is, but it just like it would always play in my head when I would like just be like running from something or doing something. I don't know. And and what it used to be before that uh, was the transformation instrumental that's on uh, Teen Wolf. Nice. And I I don't know how else to explain it, but I highly recommend you guys going on YouTube and checking out all this all these songs, um, particularly uh, Flesh on Fire, uh, Transformation, and uh, Big Bad Wolf. Definitely listen to Big Bad Wolf if you can. We can put a link to. Uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you said there's a, like a playlist on YouTube of those songs. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll. Yeah. I'll send that to you. Well, Ian, I think that those are sound suggestions all around. That's you know that's a pun. I didn't mean it to be a pun, but it is. So sounds listen to music. Uh, you know what? Uh, but Ian, um, what have you been listening to lately? What's what's on? What's what? What you spinning? Uh, well, uh, quite frankly, um, my kid has been getting up um, after we put her down. And coming downstairs mm-hmm. uh, where uh, my wife and I just kind of like are having a drink or drinking a Topo Chico or something or just kind of hanging out. Sure. And she'll come downstairs and want to listen to a record. She just wants us to listen to the the vinyl that I got made for our anniversary, for our 20-year uh-huh. anniversary. And it's a vinyl, uh, just like a mixtape vinyl. And so it's got like, uh, it starts with uh, Foo Fighters, um, Virginia Moon. It's a really, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's like a samba, and it's what we, you know, it was like our first dance. <laughs> nice. And then it's got Patsy Cline's Crazy, uh, Fooled Good Around one. and Fell in Love, um, a lot of oldies on the on the first side, and then on the second side, yeah. it's got like the more like modern stuff. It's got like 
Miguel's get it shouty. And then it's got, uh, not Miguel, sorry, Lloyd. Lloyd's get it shouty. Lloyd, okay. And then um, it's got uh, Change in the House of Flies by Deftones, which was like the album we listened to a lot when we first started dating. And then you after know, that, just... I'm guessing it's probably just uh, Tub Tub Thumper by Chumbawamba. Yeah, like four times. <laughs> like four times. Yeah. And just it's not the radio edit. The it's the full length. So it's like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know us well. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what we've been listening to almost every night. Uh, she wants to listen to Toby Wigwe, which is that uh, Houston-based rapper, but that's a little too much yeah. energy for uh, bedtime. So... Try not. You don't want to get them too hype right before bedtime or right no, after man. bedtime. She'll get real hype, man. What about you, man? What you been uh, spending? I'm I'm down with that old school new metal, as I'm sure you know. And Limp Biscuit just put out one called uh, Limp Biscuit Still Sucks. Is this their new album? Yes, this is the one that like just came out. Okay, how is it? My my quick review of it is: if you like West Borland. You will like half of the album. I like Limp Biscuit. I really do. I, and not not ironically, like, oh, you know, I've got shell toe shoes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I really like Limp Biscuit. I, I think they're fun and kind of goofy. And I think I think they've always been a little tongue in cheek. But this. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing is they've always been tongue in cheek. And I don't think people have fully understood that. I think people think, oh, they think they're badasses. But I'm like, actually really consider how their music sounds, what they look like. Like it's it's clearly they're they're in on their own joke. But I think it kind of got away from them at some point. Well, and I think that I think that's probably the thing that kills this album for me is they, they really lean into it. Like they basically just say. Yeah, this is a joke, and you just you just haven't you just didn't get it twenty years ago, and I don't know. It's it, it's not bad. There's some like songs on there that I genuinely like, um, but it's it's also not one I could recommend either. So that's what I've been well, listening that, to. I was gonna hmm? say that sounds like a Limp Biscuit album. And there's some songs you like, but for most of them, you're like, eh, I don't that's, know about this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's true, but I I suspect significant other we'll, was their magnum opus. Significant Other and $3 Bill Y'all are my personal favorites, which I guess, what is that, their first and second one? I don't remember that well, but anyways. Now, what I want to know, though, is like, you know, I know you, I can kind of, you know, I kind of get what you're listening to and stuff, but what I want to know is what the people out there in TV land are listening to. What should we be listening to? What are you listening to? Is there something you'd like us to talk about? I'm talking to you, dear dear listener. listener. Look, we're on the same page there. We want to know what the people are listening to. Because for me, it's like I we're think always this whole thing, finishing each other's sandwiches. <laughs> Sudoku. Remember that? Remember that joke? Wow. It's, I think it, what is that? Friends or something? I don't know. I never saw that. I'm going to demand uh, you edit this out. I'm going to actually put it, I'm going to front load it onto the front of the podcast. That's the first thing people hear. Now, Quite if you want to tell us, if you want to tell us what you're listening to, what we should be listening to, something you'd like us to cover, you can actually email us through the power of technology at cdsnutspod at gmail.com. We also are on all of the socials at cdsnutspod. So check us out there where we will occasionally post things like our trip to the beach and that time we held hands in the ninth grade. Oh. <laughs> so as always, Ian's going to... Sing our outro song. Uh, hey, you guys remember that movie? Stay tuned with John Ritter. Dude.
that's and that's what it's all about folks so thank you so much for listening this has been the cds nuts podcast my name is eric with me as always is ian mckinnon and i'll be cding you CD in your nuts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.